Welcome to Rock Strikes 10, the show guaranteed to always give you 10 songs, no more, no less. My name is Joey. I want to thank everybody for tuning into the show here today, whether you're doing it on cnjradio.com or you're subscribed on iTunes. Hearing all the shows, catching all the shows, never missing one single show. Thank you, everybody. So, it's uh, late June, last week of June, basically, and that always means, at least as far as the calendar says on uh, real calendars, it's the beginning of summer. Now, summer pretty much begins in Texas. We're starting around April, usually, and then it just keeps building and building. But all that being said, some of you out there in the rest of the country or the rest of the world are just now experiencing summer weather, so uh figured do some summer songs here. Uh, songs, whether they're just directly about the summer or they make you think of summer. Something you can take, uh, you know, on your vacations and, and everything. And since I don't vacation alone anymore because life is good, I figured I'd bring my better half here on the show today. So welcome back to Rock Strikes 10, the fabulous, lovely, beautiful, and amazing Nola. Say hello to everybody, Nola. Hello, everybody. Yes. I always get good feedback when you're on the show, so thanks for joining me, taking time out of your busy schedule, golluming over your phone. Yeah, it's pretty much just looking at uh, cheeseburger cats on my phone. Yes. Ponies. Yeah. (laughs) So, (laughs) we're doing these summer songs. Yes. Five and five. Yes. You start, I do one, blah, blah, blah. You know how how this goes. Very familiar with it. And uh, I'm going to let you go first, and for the first two songs, we're actually going to talk about what we've been doing the last couple of weeks as far as our rock and roll life goes. Went to a couple of concerts. Yeah, we we went to more concerts in this last month than we have, what, all year? Yeah, an (laughs) older year, for sure. And I guess last Friday from today, we Mm -hmm. went and saw a little old band from Rockford, Illinois, called Cheap Trick. Nola, this was your first Cheap Trick headlining set, if I'm yes. not mistaken. Yeah. It was my second time to see Cheap Trick. Yes. It was my first time to see them headline, and it was the first time of the two shows that we didn't get caught in a rainstorm. Yeah. And she's referring to, God, it's probably been like at least 10 years. It was, oh, four or five. Something like that. We went and saw Aerosmith and Cheap Trick outside at the shed called Starplex, which we still call Starplex. Which you still call Starplex, which I call Smirnoff, which is now Jexa. Yeah, but thanks, corporations. Thank you. Cheap Trick opened up for Aerosmith on the Honkin' on Bobo tour, and they went out, and they were still promoting Special One, I believe, actually, which is a great record you should definitely check out. And they played, you know, a very good 45, 50-minute set, maybe close to an hour. And their closing song was going to be Sin of a Woman off of said album. And all of a sudden, just black storm clouds just appeared almost out of nowhere. And there was a loud thunderclap. I, mean, I, I never saw like a bolt, but there was like, like a loud thunderclap. And then all of a sudden, the entire building just went offline for a good five seconds. And knocked out the power. Couldn't hear Cheap Trick anymore. All of a sudden, they're standing on stage strumming. Un, you know, no power going through, probably feeling like idiots. And uh, power kicks like right back on, I'm sure a generator or whatever. And they just kind of stand there, like, what do we do? And then they were just kind of like, good night. <laughs> exactly. 
And that was it. It was really weird. That was easily the weirdest ending to any show I've yeah. ever seen. Yeah, we, we looked at each other and you were like, do you want to try to stay for Aerosmith? And I'm like, nah. And I was like, let's try. So we got through about a third, almost to a half. We tried to, it's one of those shed things, you know, where there's a lawn and then there's seats. So uh, I was like, I know how to sneak up onto these seats. I'm a veteran here. And let's try and this show had sold decently enough to where it was really hard to get into the seats, at least the ones that were covered by a roof. And we were not very lucky about that. We got yeah. onto the back of the seats for the first third of the show, and it was going fine. You know, limited view, but we could still hear them and see them on the video screen. Aerosmith's and... not very nice to look at anyway, so you know. Oh, aesthetically not, yeah, but uh, mm. I always enjoyed their stage show, per se. And... Uh, about a third through the show, it just came down. Pouring rain. We got soaked. You know, it's like all bets are off. We tried to actually sneak around to the other side to get into the seat, but by that time it was just like, you know what, let's just go home. So, uh, took her home and everything, and that was it. It was kind of a weird, it was definitely one of the weirder shows I've ever yeah. seen. But, uh, the company was great. Um, and, uh, yeah, this was the best time I've seen Cheap Trick. I've seen them a lot, uh, and this was my favorite Cheap Trick show. So, obviously, you had a lot to do with that. Yes. But uh, they're playing amazing set lists, uh, plural. Like, just every day, it's a different show. Like, I just looked at the Austin set list from last night, and it was 50% different. Like, everything. I was like, oh, it'd be nice to hear that song, and then they play it. But all that being said, love the show. I'm talking too much. Nola, what were some of your favorite uh, moments of the Cheap Trick show? Um, you know, I'm, I like Cheap Trick. I enjoy them. I know a lot of their stuff. And at the same time, I'm not hugely familiar with them. So it's like, so, so going in as someone that had only seen them once and was only like, oh, hey, I know I want you to want me and the flame. But, but that, I mean, comparatively, that's what it feels like. So... Knowing a few more songs this time, but still not knowing everything that they did, like it was really cool to to see all of these things live, right? Like for the first time. Yeah, they definitely have a lot uh, bigger edge to their a lot of their songs live anyway. Uh, so that's why I was kind of surprised that the first song you wanted to play here on the show tonight was a uh, probably the most obscure song they played all night, but it it seemed to you seemed to respond to it pretty well. It's a song off of the 1983 album called Next Position, Please. So, Nola, go ahead and introduce the song and we'll get into it. Okay, so for our first song tonight, this is going to be Cheap Trick, and the song title is Borderline. Alright, here you go.
Alright, there you go. That was Cheap Trick with Borderline off of Next Position, Please. I think that would fit really well in anybody's road trip mix for this summer. What do you think? I I think so as well. Otherwise, I wouldn't have picked it. Um, this is true. <laughs> um, you know, just, just as they were playing it at the show, I was just like, I like this. And then I like pulled you half, like I pulled you down halfway through the song, and I'm like, I want to play this. Nice. Yeah, I do remember that. Because you're a stander, and I'm a I'm a, I want to sit and enjoy the view Yeah. and take pictures. Yes. Uh, sometimes I feel a little bit more alone in that sense, especially in that crowd. It was uh, in Verizon Theater in Grand Prairie, which is a suburb of Dallas. I guess you could call it a suburb. It's yeah. close enough to Dallas, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a big enough city, but it's not Dallas, and it's not Fort Worth, but it's... Yeah. I don't know. It, it's kind of... It's... It's not a suburb suburb, but it's like a city suburb. It's a strip mall city. You know, it's got tons of strip malls and, you know, every yeah. possible restaurant. So it's, it's a yeah, decent... Yeah, that's enough, fair. Uh, you know, kind of a metropolitan city, but kind of out of out of the way. All right, moving on. But I'm sure that's how they sell it to bands. Like, oh, it's right next to Dallas. So like, oh, okay, yeah. we'll play yeah, there. Yeah, no, they're, they're, it, it's Dallas. Yeah, You're well, going to play it's, Dallas. It's fine, it's fine. Yeah, what the fuck ever, we don't care. <laughs> At the same venue, just a few weeks before that, Nola got to see my favorite all-time performer. Marilyn Manson. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> Marilyn was the uh, co-headline-y opener of the show. But the main man there, Mr. Alice Cooper, I'm just going to have you uh, kind of comment on this. Nola, It was your. they've heard me wax to no end about Alice Cooper on this show. Oh my god, oh my god. Okay, people, if you have not seen Alice Cooper... If you have not gone to an Alice Cooper show, go to an Alice Cooper show. And then email Joey and say thank you. Yay. That's and that's really all there is to it. Oh. See, no, no coaching or anything <laughs> off air. Thank you so much, baby. That was, that was really sweet. So you had a good time, I, I take it. I had a fantastic time. Like I Highlights? I know, um, I know this is a stage show. I mean, like, we love Cheap Trick, but, you know, the stage show. Yeah, I'm uh, like, this, this was like. This is theater. The, Alice. And, and it's like seeing Alice Cooper is like taking a giant step into the twilight zone of a Kiss show. Yeah. Because Kiss, it's like, yeah, you kind of know what you're going to get. Yeah. I had no idea what was going to happen at this show. Yeah. And I went in blind and I went in cold. And the only songs I know of Alice are songs that you, like, I don't want to say pushed on to me, but you were like, here, have a little bit of this. And I was like, ooh, this is good. And you were like, try this. And I'm like, ooh, this is good. <laughs> um, She's always going to play those at the show. You're going to hear Poison. You're going to hear School's Out, number Mr. Nice Guy, 18. And he'll give you all those, and he does every single time. And it was fantastic. And then, you know, he, he played probably my favorite song by him, and I'm expecting, like, Kesha to come out because it was Bite Your Face Off, and she didn't. And I was like, oh, sad. Oh, well. Yeah, because the song is about her character on the record. Exactly. Uh, they did not play What Baby Wants, and I'm sorry about that. It's okay. It happens. But, yeah. But uh, they, they were playing, like, I was really excited to hear a lot of They brought back some stuff they hadn't played since those initial tours. Played House of Fire, which I was... Which big. was... Yeah. They they had this amazing cool like fire effect yeah. on the side of the stage and I'm and I'm like staring at that instead of anything else. Yeah. And I'm like mesmerized by how they did it. And I'm like, look, 
look at that. Yeah. yeah look, look at that fire. <laughs> fire, fire. And Joey's like, shush. <laughs> I'm listening to Alan. I'm not shushing you. <laughs> he he wasn't shushing me, but still. He, he was playing like, hey, stupid, which I did not expect to hear at all. I, just, I figured it's just, Alice is like, telling the band, okay, we got to play these songs. Whatever you want to play is fine by me. I can do it. So I think that's how they're really doing it now. So. Probably. And it's like, well, we've got uh, Morianti in the band. And, uh, well, she can play that Joe Satriani and Slash solo. Yeah, and, hey, and she's fantastic at yeah. it. And her, uh, she's really good. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, like, her, her playing is fantastic. And I expected, like, her singing to be, like, average. Well, she, yeah. she can fucking sing, yeah, too. She can sing. She has her own solo albums where she is the lead singer. So, yeah, so. I don't know why people are listening to, uh, Taylor Swift records, but, uh, because when you got a double threat of her. Because. There are more girls that are not intimidated by Taylor Swift because she keeps getting her heart broken. This is true. And I feel like girls would think that Orianthe would just steal their boyfriends from them and then they would still just listen to Taylor Swift. It's <laughs> a good explanation. So there you go. And uh, the giant Frankenstein monster. <laughs> the, wow. And I never want to hear Feed My Frankenstein. I'm sorry, but... When, he's never <laughs> dropped that since Wayne's World, but wow. <laughs> as as someone that's just like, yeah, okay, whatever, Freed by Frankenstein. As I mean, I've I think I've seen Wayne World like once, Tarantino style, like on TV. Right. So um, I pretty much only know the Bohemian Rhapsody scene. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and then them playing it, and I'm like, oh, this is a fun song. This is this has this cool stage show to go with it and then giant frankenstein comes out i'm like this is horrible this is horribly fantastic (laughs) it comes out and sings the last verse (laughs) and it's supposed to be alice because it's got its face on the frankenstein's monster because frankenstein's monster bit his face off i think so yeah he's wearing it now and sings that last chorus and it was just crazy i was like oh wow because they've never done that before it it was hilarious it was hilarious and awful and and like d movie bad and fantastic yeah, and in case you want more tour spoilers then uh the death on this tour is the beheading because it's always different they they alternate from electrocution to hanging to beheading this tour it's beheading you looked at me a little odd during that part because the the crowd the whole thing about it's very rocky horror the crowd is supposed to get into the show to the point where they're a mob Mm-hmm. And whenever it's time to kill Alice, you're supposed to encourage that they do. Yeah. Because Alice is a villain. It's, it's not so much that I was, like, bugged out or horrified or anything <laughs> like that, but I was just like, I don't understand what's going on. Yeah. But also, I'm like, I don't understand why people don't, like, why is Alice the villain? All he did was create a Frankenstein monster, and then they caught him. But he he strangled um, the nurse. Yeah, because yeah. they locked him up in an institution. He right. just wanted to escape yeah i mean he's not it's not yeah, but a it's, it's a society it's you're supposed to play the the dredge of society that yeah, would be encouraging be f- them to kill him yeah but that that institutionalized nurse lady looked like she was a patient so yeah. i was like i'm glad she's dead <laughs> i was fine I with it I'm like she she was kind of a jerk yeah, so you know fuck she, that girl anyway all that being said I decided, hey, let's play an Alice song since we just saw him, and this I think this ties in pretty decently to Summer Theme, which harkens all the way back to summer of 1986. Hooray! Hooray! And 
Uh, That's when the movie Friday the 13th Part 6, Jason Lives, is out. Uh, So the first time I finally got to see the movie was years later after that, and I was watching it on cable at my aunt's house or something, and I remember wanting to see it because I was such a big fan of the Man Behind the Mask song from when it first came out, and uh, they, they used the song Teenage Frankenstein in there, speaking of which, and then all of a sudden, like halfway through the movie, there's another Alice song that comes on, but I have no idea what it is, and the reason I don't is because it's never been put on an album before, and it was only in the film. And it was a song called Hard Rock Summer. And I was like, this sounds like a really fun mid-80s summer jam. Why was this never put out? There was never an explanation as to why. But they righted the wrong in 1999 when the Life and Crimes of Alice Cooper box set finally got released. And they put this nice little good time, stupid fun 80s nugget on the box set. So without further delay, this is Alice Cooper with Hard Rock Summer. Cooper, Hard Rock Summer from the Friday the 13th Part 6 film and the Life and Crimes of Alice Cooper box set from 1999. Go get that box set. I've said that numerous times on the show, but go get it. That's the only place you're going to find that song anyway. So, moving on here. And it's kind of weird. Uh, first two songs, bands we've seen together. We've seen this next band quite a bit together live. So, take it away, Nola. 
Okay, so another band that we've seen a lot is Bowling for Soup, and they are this fantastic, awesome, hilarious, rockin', beer-drinkin', 80s-lovin', hodgepodge of wonderful. And um, they're a group of guys, they're out from Denton, uh, pretty close to where we live. Little D. Little D, not the big D. Right. Um, and... I I try to see them every chance I get because they're yeah. fantastic every time and it's it's a good time that's had by all. Yeah. They won me over the first time cuz the first time we saw them together was at the Wildflower Festival after we saw Vince Neil. I remember yeah. cuz that was the night that Ryan James Dio died and it was also the day of your college graduation. Yes. And so that was it was a fun night and I remember it after It was happy that, sad mediocre. Hope. Yeah. Yeah. Super fun. So after Vince Neil set, uh, 38 specials coming on that main stage, and I was like, I'd like to at least see the first song, and I'm hoping it'll be, it's either going to be one of two songs, because I know they're going to start with a big one and end with a big one, and they pretty much have two monster hits. But I was like, maybe they'll play Hold On Loosely last, because I don't really want to hear that, but I want to hear Rockin' Into the Night, and I got lucky. That's the first one they played. I was like, I'm good. Let's go. Um, let's go see that bowling for soup because I'm like, you know, it's it's pretty early in our relationship, and I'm like, well, I want to keep her happy. And, and I'm like trying to drag you away from 38 Special. I'm like, I don't care about these guys. They're old. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> old-looking Southern men. And I'm like, they're really beards. old. Come, come watch my fun, like middle-aged band. Yeah. So I kind of half begrudgingly, half curious, went down there because I'd only heard a couple of their songs. I'm sure some of my listeners may still only be familiar with a couple of songs by them. But I gotta say, they are, and I'm not just saying this because you're sitting here, I've said it without you here, super fun live band. Uh, every show's got to be different with them. I mean, that's I, just I a ridiculous band. I haven't seen band. the same show yeah, twice with them. Little power punk, punk pop. Power mixed, punk pop? Yeah, sure, let's go with that. That's the only way I can really put them in a genre if I had 80s to. 80s power pump pop? Yeah. But they're not even from the 80s, but they're they love not. the 80s. For those of you out there with kids, you probably hear them quite a bit because they do the opening theme to Phineas and Ferb. They are also Love Handle on Phineas and Ferb, so <laughs> if your kids have a Phineas and Ferb soundtrack album, go listen you've to got, Love Handle. got a couple of Bowling for Super songs right there, but <laughs> that all being said, uh, here's a nice gimme here for you. Here's a song you do know, not written by Bowling for Soup, but written by a gentleman from north of the border, Mr. Brian Adams. So let's have some fun cover music. Uh, here with Bowling for Soup. What is this song we're going to play, Nola? The song we're going to play is Summer of 69, and uh, if you like it, you can find it on their Let's Do It for Johnny album, which was one of the first CDs that I stole from my brothers. Nice. So. Uh, but the, yeah, this was like their first major label record, Let's Do It for Johnny, and uh, so here you go. Bowling for Soup, Summer of 69. Got my first real six string Bought it at the five and dime Played it till my fingers bled Was the summer of 
Alright, there you go. That was Bowling for Soup's cover of Brian Adams' Summer of 69, which is on the album from 2000 called Let's Do It for Johnny. Go check it out if you like that. Uh, they even have, they've, had, they've put enough albums out on that label that they actually have a best of out, by the way, people. So if you want to dip your toe in that, that playlist series, I'm sure you've seen it out and about. They actually have one, so maybe go get that as a good starter. Uh, but yeah, the next song we're going to play, this is uh, my pick from 1985, I believe. A band that had been doing it for a long time, like pretty much all throughout the 70s in California. They finally got a big break in 1985 with this song, and it was a legit chart hit. Uh, I'm sure a lot of hardcore fans of this band are upset by this song, sort of like how Cheap Trick fans are upset by The Flame and whatever. But you know what? A good song's a good song. And if you haven't heard this in a while, I'm sure you're going to enjoy hearing it. For your summer playlist, this is Y&T with, of course, Summertime Girls.
that was Y&T with Summertime Girls. You can find that uh, originally, weirdly enough, on two different albums they put out the same year. That's very odd. It's on the live album Open Fire as that studio track that you heard, but then they rushed out a studio album afterwards and put it on it as well. So it's on two different albums. The live album is called Open Fire, and the studio album is called Down for the Count, but you can get the same version. On both albums. So it really just depends on if you want the one studio track and then the rest of the live songs. Yeah, kind of a best of live. It's almost yeah. like Open Fire serves as a good 101 of the stuff you hadn't heard yet. Uh, interestingly enough, I, I actually did have Down for the Count on cassette for a while. Uh, they were early to the dance on covering Your Mama Don't Dance by Loggins and Messina. But they didn't have a hit with it. But Poison did like three years later. So I'm sure Poison was better. I actually, I'm going to agree with you on that one, Uh, but it's just funny that, you know, as well as that song translated as a hard rock cover, they didn't have a hit with it, and I'm sure when Poison had a hit with it, they were like, oh man, they were probably really mad. Drats. Yeah, drats indeed. Uh, But yeah, go check it out. Hope you enjoyed that if you're a longtime fan, or even if you've never heard it before. And we always want you, and we always want you to write Joey to let him know those things. Yes, Joey at cnjradio.com. I'm uh, I'm I'm really off today. I do apologize to you and to the listeners out there. I spent most of the afternoon with uh, Randy on the Synaptic recording uh, a truly alternative podcast. Thank you. Hey, look at that. Thank you for making me smile because I'm I'm really in a bad mood today cuz we recorded 3 weeks of shows for the Synaptic because Randy's going on a much needed vacation. And so it's like, we're going to be like, he, he hasn't left town. We have three shows in a row, three weeks in a row. Beautiful. He comes over, here with Logan, and uh, it's, a, it's a good time. We're having a lot of fun. It was a great time. So at least it wasn't completely time well wasted. Du- records all three shows, realized that the microphone has been unplugged for all three shows. And uh, we're going to have to do them all over again. Hooray! So this is me calling myself out as being a total bad producer. And, You're and, not a and, bad producer because idiot. everything looked correct. It, I mean, it's, it's even, just... Yeah. You're still learning. It, thanks. It even showed the levels on the audio, so that's why I thought everything was recording. So I was just... I'm just not in a good mood right now. And I'm, I'm these, these songs are helping. You're helping. So I appreciate you being here because if I had to do a show today, it would be completely sucky and so thank you for being here once again nola you're welcome uh the next song we're gonna do another one of your songs so why don't you tell us about it okay so this next song that we're gonna play is by one of my favorite people in the whole wide world and i have a record out yes joey has a record out jason statham has a record out jason statham has a record out no sorry we can keep going with my favorite people in the world list if you'd like well at least as long as i'm number one and the rest of them don't matter you you are so far ahead of everybody you're like the top 10 and everybody else is like 11 through the rest well well, thank you same same for you yeah better be same to me so uh one of my favorite singer people in the world is a is this rockabilly fella named Brian Setzer. Yeah. And founder of the Stray Cats, big solo career on his own. Uh, the song you picked is actually kind of in the middle of that. It's him kind of easing into a solo career, but the Stray Cats are still together at this point, interestingly enough. And it's a song from the La Bamba soundtrack, which is a movie I saw in the theaters when you were 
when you have barely graced this earth. I still haven't seen La Bamba. Right. And I really need to, apparently. Yeah. I, I love the movie. Don't get it. But uh, this is a song from that. And uh, you were saying this is one of your favorite summer songs. I played it last year on my show, uh, albeit by Rush. So this is a well-covered song. So obviously it's not like we're going to play Rush while you're on the show. Yuck. Scum. <laughs> but you did like that cover. I remember to you be, actually telling me that. To be fair, it wasn't the fact that it was Rush. It was, I like the song. Okay. That's that's all. So we're going to double down on this song. Play it again, but play a different cover version by Brian Setzer. What's the name of the song, Nola? The name of the song is going to be Summertime Blues. All right. You heard her. Let's play it. Son, you gotta work late Sometimes I wonder what I'm gonna do But there ain't no cure for the summertime Cause you didn't work or live Sometimes I wonder what I'm gonna do But there ain't no cure for the summertime That was Brian Setzer with his version of Summertime Blues. You can find that, uh, I think really the only place I've ever found it is actually on the La Bamba soundtrack, 1987. The reason that Brian Setzer covered that song for the soundtrack is because he had to, because it helped with his role of playing Eddie Cochran in the movie, the original singer of Summertime Blues. His, his, probably his all-time number one favorite, just judging by his look 
and the kind of guitar he plays, everything. Go look up some old footage of Eddie Cochran, you will see Brian Setzer. That's all there is to it. That's fair. Does that intrigue you to listen to Eddie Cochran? Not really, no. Oh. Not when I can listen to Brian Setzer. Oh, killing Brian? me. She's just, she's just saying that because she knows it makes my head spin. A little bit, yeah. Uh, in, in different ways, other than what she normally <laughs> does. Okay, this next song, the one I picked here for the show, this is one of the first songs I thought of for this particular show. And once I revisited the thought of doing it, I was talking with Nola about it, and she was like, well, we got to put a Beach Boys song on here, for sure. Or a Brian Wilson song. And I was like, okay. And then I thought about it, and I said, what if we play this song instead? You know, I'm a big Beach Boys fan. I got them coming up on an upcoming theme. So, I figured let's go this route. We're going to play you the greatest Beach Boys song that the Beach Boys never wrote. And it happened to be written and recorded by the great Elvis Costello. This is an amazing song because it really does put that forward in ways that will blow your mind, probably, if you've never heard this song. You'll be like, wow. And if you don't like the Beach Boys, you're probably going to hate it, but whatever. Screw you if you hate the Beach Boys. If you hate the Beach Boys, you can just go to hell. <laughs> Kiss my butt. Go to hell. <laughs> All right. Um, so without further ado, this is the great Elvis Costello with The Other Side of Summer. The sun struggles up another beautiful day And I felt glad in my own suspicious way
Alright, there you go. Get the cooler out. Get the volleyball net out. Because that's all you need when you hear that song, right? Exactly. 1991's The Other Side of Summer off of Elvis Costello's album Mighty Like a Rose. A great record, too, in his catalog. Uh, it's got So Like Candy on there, which is probably one of the most wistful songs you'll ever hear in your life. Because, wow. It was probably the first Costello song I heard was So Like Candy. Hmm. And that was, I don't know. Somebody put that on a mix CD for I think somebody put that on a mix CD or something for wow. me. They must have really liked you. Yeah. They must have been really, really... They must have had it bad for you. Yeah. All right. Poor uh, sucker. Yes. <laughs> and hopefully Chris popped for that song, too. My C&J radio partner could make us think of a little Dead or Alive volleyball on the original Xbox. Let's let's hope so. Anyway. Good times. Uh, uh, anyway. <laughs> let's move on. <laughs> uh, the next song on the show here... Is one of your picks, Nola. God, it's like the time just is flying. Uh, let's go ahead and talk about this. Uh, let's see how this turns out, because we haven't seen it yet. But we're both in a video. Yeah, we are in a music video for this band. A uh, band that you've played many, many times on the show. Um, you know, a band by the name of the Dolly Rots. Yes, California Zones. Ties in well with the summer. Exactly. Bands from California. But uh, as of this recording, we're recording it the day before the video is supposed to world premiere. And I'm not sure how it's going to look, because I saw some of the stills. Yeah. And I didn't and it, understand what was going on. I knew they were going to do a second version of it where they would put the footage together. Yeah, it's going to be like a mashup, live, crowd shot stuff, then them shot stuff. Yeah. And and I'm really intrigued to see how it goes. Uh, their stage at show tonight is going to premiere it as well, uh, but the tickets sold out before I could get back home and get my ticket. Yeah. We went and saw them at Three Links in Dallas. God, this is now like, what, three, four months ago at least? Yeah. It was pretty early in the year, and they were filming the video, and weirdly, this ties in so well. I didn't realize how well we tied in stuff from the show from earlier. I swear I didn't do it on purpose. But uh, Jarrett from Bowling for Soup was there because his uh, side band, People on Vacation, were opening up. Plus, he was, I guess, co-directing the video. Yes. Along with uh, one of the other guys. Yes. And. And then the beer started flowing, and and Jarrett gets this fantastic idea, because there's what, maybe fifty of us at the show. In the whole place. Like yeah. in the whole place, including the band and the bar staff. Yeah. And he's like, "Everybody, get your ass on stage right now." Yeah, and then we're like, "Okay, we're just gonna dance on stage." And then someone else had the idea. I think Jarrett once again was like. Everybody do, do the Har- sprinkler. <laughs> yeah, everybody do the sprinkler. Everybody do the Harlem Shake. And then it turned into the Harlem Shake. And, and then it was like, like, everybody stand the fuck still, don't move, don't touch, don't look around. Which, I'm so glad I wasn't on Luis's side, because he was bumping into people, trying to get them to break character, so yeah. I thought that was really funny. You're right next to Kelly. Like, so... I was I was so terrified that I was going to get, like, a base neck in the face. Yeah. And at the same time, I'm just like, this is fantastic. Yeah. So I'm standing like right behind you. You're standing right next to Kelly. So when the video comes out, it's it's out by now as of this airing. So go look it up. We're in it. I'll gladly point us out if you want to send me a message. Like I said, I don't even, who knows? Maybe they just CG'd us all out of there and put it in a different crowd. I don't know, but yeah. let's see. Maybe but, they just copied us and it's just us in the crowd. We have no idea what's going to happen tomorrow. Yeah. But until then, we're going to play a different song off of the latest Dolly Rods album, 
just yes. called the Dolly Rots. Called the Dolly Rots. Uh, they did a Kickstarter for this album. It is a fantastic, spacey, out of this world, ridiculous, world ending, wonderful album with this one weird, out of place song on it. And that's the song that we're going to play tonight. Uh, because I, I love this song. Then when we went on the Kiss Cruise, I was like, I want to play this song. I want to play this song. I love the song. The song is summer. The song is vacation. The song is everything that you could ever want in a car while the sun's setting, driving to wherever you're going to. And, and it's called South of the Border. Yes. Wish I was south of the border.
from an album that Nola's name is actually on the thank you notes. I am in the liner notes. Yeah, yes. for sure. And that's not the reason why we play it. It's because the music's good, too. It's because they are fantastic people that make fantastic music. Yeah. And we want everyone to hear their fantastic voices. Yeah, but having your name on it doesn't hurt. Yeah, it doesn't hurt. But there you go. That was the Dolly Rods from 2012's self-titled album. That was South of the Border. A fun song to put on your summer playlist. Indeed. Just got a few more songs to go. This is crazy. We've got three <sighs> songs left. Just three. Yeah. And I th- really thought I played this on my last summer show. And since I didn't, I have to play it now. Um, this is easy. Usually I kind of struggle with the year sometimes if I don't have it in front of me. This is from 1977. Why? Because he says it in the song lyrics. So from 1977, the summer of 77, this is Mark Bolin and the great T-Rex with Celebrate Summer. T-Rex with Celebrate Summer from the uh, reissue of the Dandy and the Underworld record. I just pulled that out of thin air because before I hit record, I just struggled. I was like, oh, it came right to me. Hooray. Hooray. And yeah, 
Always Love Me Some T-Rex, fun song. I just love the way he sings it. He had such an unorthodox way of approaching his vocals, but it was it was kind of cool and weird and a little sexy, and he was a one of a kind. All right, I'm really jazzed about having this song on the show, finally. It's one of those things, like, I just want any excuse to play this on the show, and Nola, you, you came through and you're putting it on your summer playlist, so thank you for doing that. This next song, one of my favorite songs of the last 10 years. Nola, go ahead and introduce it here for the people. So uh, this is one of my favorite songs by this band. To be fair, I only know a handful of songs by this band. But nonetheless, um, we are going to play Red Hot Moon by Rancid, who is slowly growing on me. Like, the more I listen to him, the more I'm like, yeah, this is this is good. Um, I don't know what else to say about it. I mean, I know nothing about it other than it's fantastic music. It's a jamming song that I will always turn up in my car, so you should turn it up right now. That's all that needs to be said. Here you go. Rancid. Red Hot Moon. Since I took my first flight The way I live my life I love, I live lavish Lost me from the 
you'll never have this Untouched, unleashed, back up, you don't want it Stick it for his cash, it's bad, that's how we fought it Take to it, pass, I take to it, blast Bust the motherfucker, I'm out of this mag Dipped out, high as fuck, I'm out of control Let's bounce, watch, skate, man, I'm ready to roll That was Rancid with Red Hot Moon from the 2003 record called Indestructible. You know what? You're going to be completely amazed when I say this, but I wasn't a massive fan of that record when it came out. I don't know what it was. Uh, It just didn't hit me. I did always like Red Hot Moon, but the, the rest of the album didn't resonate with me until years later, but I really will recommend it wholeheartedly now. I think because when it came out, it wasn't just ten tracks of Red Hot Moon. I think that's why you didn't like it. Eh, it could be that, but there's there's songs in there. There's Fall Back Down, which is, I think, is kind of a really cool song about... I think that this was kind of Tim Armstrong's divorce album from Brody, and I think the rest of the guys also got together and wrote him some, like, you know, it's going to be all right, dude, kind of stuff. So it's a really uh, it's, it's a really cool album in that sense. You feel that sense of brotherhood and then solidarity and it's 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 uplifting I, I like the record a lot and then he went and made his own solo album too tim armstrong which is a great album also poet's life but check out indestructible also spirit of 87 on that album is a great song i'll play that on a future show for damn sure we're about to finish up the show here we've got one more song and call it a cheat if you want but i think this is going to have to be almost tradition i'm playing this damn song every year to be fair Um, enough people have played this song that you can play it every year yeah and i'm not going to play the original once again i'm going to play you this great cover version that i think destroys the uh original it's a great cover song by a summer staple of a song called in the summertime which was originally done by mungo jerry in the 60s uh, considered a one-hit wonder. That was his only hit. I just, I don't, I found this on a whim somewhere because I should have known about this album when it came out. It comes off of an album by a fellow named Derek Sherinian. It's an album called Blood of the Snake. Derek Sherinian, this is a great tie-in, he played keyboards for Alice Cooper, Kiss, and Dream Theater. So he got around and uh yeah he did yeah he did and i'm sure in more ways than one you know what's great about the offstage keyboard players uh uh that they can get their dick sucked while they're playing exactly did i tell you that story about yeah but i'm i'm just assuming that anybody offstage at a rock concert that is a guy is probably getting a blowjob gary corbett i read this interview years ago on metal sludge uh gary corbett who also played keyboards for kiss on the Crazy Nights tour, he played keyboards. Uh, he talked about a specific time when he was on tour with Cinderella on their first tour. He was their touring keyboard player. So this is like 86, 87. He said, you know, yeah, that happened pretty much every show. Of course it does. it was easy enough for him to do the show while getting a blowjob. So <laughs> amazing. That guy wrote Shebop by Cindy Lauper also. What an interesting fellow. Maybe I should try to get him on the show down the road. Uh, but anyway, all that being said, we're talking about Derek Sherinian, actually, the guy that replaced him in Kiss. <laughs> happens. And uh, I actually saw Derek later on at said Verizon Theater once again 
playing keyboards for Billy Idol. So I was really excited that he was playing in that band. I was like, that was a great show. It's one of the better rock and roll shows I've ever seen. I'm being totally honest. If you have a chance to see Billy, go see him. He's in better shape than ever before. He'll play every single you want to hear, plus the three Gen X songs you're going to know. And a couple of wacky covers here and there. Uh, He actually didn't play this song that night, or else I would have known about it a lot earlier. But I think I was just kind of bumming around on YouTube one day, and I came across this. So I saw the video first. I did this on that uh, cover show. Uh, Go watch the video first, because it's super fun. uh, Even if you have to pause the show, if you have access to YouTube right now, go look up Derek Sherinian in the summertime. Because you get that nice reveal of who's actually on the track. Singing, lead vocals, is Billy Idol. And the guy that takes up the solo and vocoder vocal at the end is Slash. Oh yes, I'm sorry. For the benefit of the non-music geeks out there that actually have a life and haven't, you know, delved like that into the, the ultra geeky world of music, the vocoder... Is is that that thing that that one guy uses to make his voice all like wah wah? Yeah, the or the Richie Sambora living on a prayer kind of uh, it's my life. Wow 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 wow. Yeah. Wow, 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 well, that wow. that that guy from the Simpsons episode where Homer... Peter Frampton. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Peter Frampton. So it's it's the Peter Framptonizer. Yes. Okay. So on the Framptonizer and lead guitar slash lead vocals Billy Idol and on piano. Uh, very well done, I might say. It's Derek Sherinian. So this is a nice little hodgepodge. Very cool that he got these two guys to appear on his solo album. And uh, he got some money out of me for it. So here you go. Probably my favorite summer song in the world. Derek Sherinian's version of In the Summertime. <laughs> See what you can find If a daddy's rich Take her out for a meal If a daddy's poor Just do what you feel Speed along the lane Do a ton or a ton and 25 When the sun goes down You can make it, make it good And then lay by We're not fat people We're not dirty, we're not mean We love everybody But we do as we please When the weather's fine Fishing or go swimming in the sea. We're always happy, lives for living, yeah, that's our philosophy. Sing along with us, dee 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 dee, da 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 da, yeah, we're happy, da 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 dee, da 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 da
ending things very properly there, if I might say so myself. That was Derek Sherini and Billy Idol and Slash with In the Summertime. Nola, what'd you think of that? That was such a fun video. Yeah, so... we watched the video. <laughs> Called video. Yeah. And uh, Billy's so pleased with himself. And I'm sure if you ask Billy why he sang on it, he'll always tell you the same answer he gives to everything, whether he favorites an album or any song in the world. He goes, yeah, it's a good record. I'll have sex to that record. That's that's what it's all about, Billy. That's that's why he's the man. <laughs> so, anyway, that's off of Derek Sherinian's album called Blood of the Snake. So go check that out. Throw Derek a few bucks. And uh, I like that your Billy Idol impersonation is the same impersonation you use for Jason Statham. Well, yeah, they all sound the same, don't they? <laughs> they're they're all attractive white British guys. Well, you, if you put the sneer on, you can get Billy a little bit. You can see where the difference is, where it's like, well, you know, I'll, I'll have sex in that record, you know. And it's a little bit more of a yo, y'all kind of thing, because he's from a different part of England. Uh, and Jason's like, hello. Jason stays him. I transport things and uh, drive a lot of cars and wreck a lot of cars. But women seem to like it a lot. So there's a little differences. These are horrible impersonations, I'll grant you. <laughs> no, but, they're fantastic. Please continue another, to do them. Yeah, it's another reason why she keeps me around the house. <laughs> uh, that being said, I uh, need to give her more reasons to keep me around the house, so I'm going to get out of here, uh, and it's time to go. Uh, Nola, any final words here? Um, go to the Facebook page at CNJ. <laughs> What's wrong with you? <laughs> what you do make, you mean? You make me sound like... I'm making you say these things like you're some sort of subservient, uh, you know, servile lady, you know, just just thank the people or say hello to anybody in the world you want to hear. Someone that doesn't listen to this show, um, or we can take the Doug Loves Movies approach and you can call somebody a shithead, whatever you let me do the whorish plugs because you're, you're a proper lady, okay? Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> People have already heard their music. They're probably tuning out by now. But yeah. uh, I don't. I don't know. I I don't know. Okay. Well, then should I just do the plugs yeah. in a bad British accent? Yes, please. Okay. Well, since you're here, I'll I'll do it for you. I don't. You know, I'm usually not a performing monkey when I'm by myself. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so. Uh, if you so stupid, <laughs> go cnjradio.com where you see the links to all the you know the, the, the Facebook and the, the Twitter and uh, the iTunes feed. Is you know, there's get on you, you know, <laughs> and uh, you know, don't miss any episodes because uh, you know, be uh, you'd be bloody stupid to do so because uh, J- Joey's he, he's he's a good, he's all right, you know, bless you, he's a good, he's a good bloke. So uh, that'll that'll be it. And uh, hope you enjoy your summer. You know, if you live in a stupid, ridiculously hot place like Texas, uh, the summer won't end until, like, you know, November. But uh, for the rest of you out there, enjoy your hot weather. And, uh, yeah. I gotta stop there. (laughs) That that was fantastic. That was my favorite thing. You can redo the plugs if you want. No, 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 it's okay. I'll, I'll keep it. But uh, thanks, everybody, for your patience and for tuning into the show. Uh, and like I said, yeah, cnjradio.com, home of the Synaptic, a true alternative, and home of the Wrestling House Show, the flagship, 
and Rock Strikes 10, this, this show that I try to do every week, and that sure as hell doesn't happen, but usually every 10 days or so. So thanks a lot, everybody. Uh, we'll see you on the next one. Yeah, a little teaser. Gonna do something dealing with cover songs, but I'm not gonna play a single cover song on the show. Ba-ba-ba-bum. All right. See you on the next one. Bye, guys. Bye.